What up? Welcome to Mailbox Monday. I'm your host, Josh, here with my co-host. KG in the house! We got questions. We got questions at the wazoo. We got questions on deck. Y'all y'all popped off, asked some serious questions, so we love you all. Every person lifting, just know you're loved by uh, myself and Kyle. Colossus Fitness here. That's what's up. Well, we are Colossus Fitness, but we're also the Fit, Healthy, and Happy Podcast. That's it. We go by many names. Yeah. Right? And you're Josh, and I'm Kyle. That's correct. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> Okay, first question. Uh, this is if, fun. If I know my maintenance calories and macros, how much should I lower them to put myself in a deficit? My maintenance is already only around 1700 so I'm worried if I go too low, it won't be sustainable. I love these technical questions. As you know, we do online coaching. I've helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds Thousands. of people. Not yet, but I'll get there. I mean, maybe indirectly, but I've coached hundreds of people yeah. by now, and I know so, so much about calories, maintenance, body weight, and the number one thing you need to know is the body is in unpredictable. It's amazing, you know? I, Especially when I started my coaching journey, I, I thought, oh, calculators will tell you all you need to know, but I have people that are like, you know, 100-pound girls that eat as much as some people I have that are 200-pound men. You know, everyone's different. And first and foremost, you have to take in so many factors, but let's assume in this case, this person's true maintenance is 1,600, I believe they said. 1,700. Right? 1,700, yeah. um, right? Uh, now, the question is to know what is a maintenance? How do you know your maintenance? Your maintenance would be if you ate this many calories, um, like let's say 1,700, you're not gaining or losing weight at the end of the week. Your weight is staying pretty much relatively the same day to day, you've been consistent, then that's how you would know, yes, this is your true maintenance. Now, a thing, uh, a little rant I think that's interesting is so many people are so in love with um, trying to get their calories as high as they can be. Uh, you know, like especially with reverse dieting and everything, there's this big phase of the more you can eat, the better, you know, and people get really obsessed. But, you know, you got to kind of understand everyone's different. And I think meal timing is a good factor you can use to control your calories better. Like even for me, you know, I've, I have a hard time at 3000 to do a little bit of a cut. And uh, I just switched out. I just made my breakfast a little smaller down to 500 calories down from like seven or eight. And you know, I feel so much better through the day because it leaves me more calories for night when I want to eat. And I feel a lot more satiety and it makes me able to withstand 3,000, no problem. So you know, there are factors outside of just your maintenance and being hungry. But um, as for this question, like some people too, it, it, this is a very dynamic question because if uh, you want to be in a deficit, there's a lot of ways to hack away at that to get into a deficit. So you know your maintenance, a lot of people say, oh, just shave yay percentage or yay amount of calories. So if you cut too slow, your risk, like if I only cut 50, is nothing might happen, right? Or 100. Your body might adapt, um, for instance, by reducing your NEAT, which is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So some people, when they just cut a little bit of calories, your body says, oh, you want to play that game? I'm going to move less. You know, maybe you won't sing and dance in the car as much. You know, little things that you wouldn't even notice. The body is very very smart at trying to hold its weight um, you know obviously if you diet really hard it thinks it's serving itself and it will do what it can to combat that so what most people recommend lately and what I do too is putting a more dramatic deficit to start so you could cut like whatever percentage 20% of calories right let's say is an interesting thing so in this case that would be what I'm not trying to do a ton of math like 300 and something right let's say let's say 1400 they play at okay yeah. I'll with the calculator what I do uh, times by Point eight, that would be 1360. Okay, so 1360, let's say we chop her down to, right? So now we know her maintenance, so now she eats this to a week, we see, does she lose weight? Uh, very likely she would, and perhaps she doesn't. Perhaps she feels her maintenance is too low, 
So what you can do there is you can try and say, have you been in a deficit? Did you transfer your maintenance properly? Um, you know, are you an active individual? And that's why, like, we really, really do recommend coaching because, you know, for your average person, you don't want to spend your whole life trying to learn all the nuances of this. And there's a hundred million factors, but. The best way to actually get to losing weight is yeah, be around your maintenance and then do one of the following three. So first is the moderate drop, like we just recommended, 20%. You should get a drop. If you don't, um, you can either be more aggressive or try and reset, um, but that's number one. It's just a moderate drop. Number two, you can try a more extreme drop. You can kind of cut it a little more aggressively, let's say 30%. Um, I prefer to avoid extreme extremes because then you'll probably lose at a rate higher than you want to and you won't be able to withhold as much muscle and then a number three one that works without failure but I definitely don't recommend this is my absolute last method of choice is a Hail Mary and recover so someone who's like 1700 I'd chop you down to a thousand if you stick and you cannot lose weight under any measure you know you've tried doing these little drops some people just need these extremities and you kind of need to shock your body into accepting that I mean I hate the term shock your body but into accepting the deficit so if you cut someone really low a thousand you say that's a little ridiculous it is and that's the point and you should get a high rate of loss the first week like three pounds or something and then from there week to week you slowly introduce calories till you plateau and don't lose weight yeah. so you can cut it Hail Mary you know we're shooting our big shot a thousand let's say you were to drop three and then next week, you know, I reintroduce 150 maybe week to week, and we go till that plateaus out, and then eventually we'd probably pop you up to 1350 or 1400, probably get about five or six pounds. And once again, I can't answer this perfectly because I don't know all your stats, I don't know what you look like. That's why when I have a new client, I want to know their measurements, the photos of their body comp, their activity history, you know, how active are you, how much are you working out, how you look, your training history. There's so many, so many factors. Oh yeah, it's crazy. And that's why, that's just a, hopefully I mean at least it's interesting to people to hear these things but it is very very complex unnecessarily because the body you know what works perfect for one will not work for another but that's my best yeah, answer and another tip is uh, I know Josh was mentioning this to me the other day is like some people become so obsessed with like a certain number like you'll hear people online say you should never be below this amount but like the most important thing is to listen to your body like some people have just different circumstances listen to how you feel you know we as coaches watch energy levels we watch food satisfaction there's so many things that come into play and if you're constantly just sticking oh yeah you know online says you should never be below 1200 calories it's like there's so many things that come into play such as activity level and age and metabolism and like a million other factors so well said Good and then in terms of satiety even so obviously we don't have the answers we or um, not satiety um in terms of sustainability, sustainability. Um, we once again we don't have a ton of info here so it's hard for us how much you want to lose you want to stay lower um, but dieting the problem too is most people just think and it is true you cut calories and over time yes you lose weight but eventually your body will try to fight that and then that's where people get confused and that's why you need to know how to utilize tools like diet breaks refeeds intermittent caloric restriction all these tools you know macro variants um, all these factors matter Matter so much and then even you know the use of micros for sticking points there's a lot of different tools I have to break through sticking points and ensure people succeed and to keep it sustainable to keep their satiety and hormones as high as um, possible you know and that's another benefit of coaching is you're getting the easiest version of dieting that I mean should sell coaching enough to you just hire him already 
That's it. Don't make excuses. <laughs> but, you know, do you want to punish yourself or do you want to do it as pain-free as possible, the most science-driven? We're going to keep the most muscle, lose at an appropriate rate, and maintain your strength. Absolutely. So, there you go. Sign up for coaching is your absolute best answer. <laughs> but there are a couple, you know, thought provokers for you. Once again, it's hard to give tangibles because there are a million different mm -hmm. factors. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? For sure. Next question we got, was it, I think, Raphael? He's, he's the one who sends Can't us a million remember. emails, but he's a beauty. He's saying that he works out from home, he only has 110 pounds of weight um, at home and still wants to challenge himself. He's wondering if there's any other deadlift variations to challenge the weight. I'd say off the top of my head, my top three would be a stiff leg deadlift where your your knees are, are slightly bent but essentially locked and you're um, you know working on more of the posterior chain, your hamstrings. Um, I'd try to stand on something to create a deficit. That would be another one so you could do deficit deadlifts. Those are a bit more challenging. And then the third one uh, would be pause deadlifts. You could pause just below the knee and um, those are obviously ways to definitely challenge the deadlift and progress, but my honest answer is there's gonna be a certain point where you're really not gonna be able to progress on 110 pounds, and if you're actually very serious and you know um, able to afford it into your budget, it would be amazing to either sign up for a gym, get a gym membership because there's thousands of pounds in there, or just take bite the bullet and buy some extra weight because I was saying this to one of my clients the other day, he has dumbbells only up to 25 pounds and I, I go to train him in person. I said, honestly, dude, there's gonna be a certain point where we're just not gonna be able to do much like you can, but the results you'll see will be tenfold um, rather than using the same weight over and over. Yeah, and then, I mean, honestly, too, you can always try different things. I mean, deadlifts are meant to be heavy, yeah. so you might be restricted there. But for some things you could do, you can do supermans, you know, if you want some lower back work. And if you try a weighted superman, it's the hardest thing in the world. Yeah. If you use, like, 2.5 pounds, that's pretty gnarly. Um, you know, I'm assuming you have plates, so you could even do the kettlebell swings we mentioned you, with a plate. Um, so you get some great posterior chain work there. And if you can't do more weight, you can do more volume. So maybe that's what I recommend. Shorter rest, more volume. You know, you'll reach a failure, and you might not get as built but you'll still get a pretty sweet physique yeah even some really heavy rows could be good i mean 110 you could you could challenge yourself pretty intensely yeah it can that. be done but yeah but it's not be optimal a, but a if certain it's, point. Yeah, i think he said it was the only thing he yeah. said he was not able to get more so okay gotcha okay next question should i work out in the morning or at night for best results i love this question um you know there's probably a huge debate here a lot of people would probably say oh the morning you know you're just waking up you're not fully ready but some people would say hey you're fresh you're better you have less baggage um as terms of science i mean there's probably little to no difference in the grand scheme of things. The honest and simplest answer to just keep this really concise is whenever's best for you. When are you going to have the most time? When are you going to be the most focused and relaxed and the least distracted? And, um, you know, another question could even be how busy is the gym? Like, you know, if as long as you can get in, do what you need to do with the intensity you need to do, that is your best time. So if you're lucky enough to have the option of both, I personally have liked morning more. I know some people love night. My problem with night is I find it's kind of awkward to formulate an eating schedule around that. I like just getting it done early in the morning. It leaves me feeling good. The gym's a little less busy. I have a lot of food in front of me. And yeah, that's basically yeah, my yeah, answer. Yeah, exactly what Josh said. And the, a good question is like, when are you gonna actually stick to it? Like for me personally, if I were to just work out in the evening, a lot of times, you know, so many things pop up and uh, it just becomes extremely hard for me to actually go to the gym. Whereas, uh, you know, in the morning we have it in our calendar, it's 9.30 a.m. pretty much every single day, no negotiations, it's a non-negotiable, get it done, and there's just nothing that will ever get in your way. So, you know, find a time where things 
aren't popping up that'll bring you away from going to the gym make it you know a sustainable process and that's what works best that's what's up last question i feel i look great and i weight train five times a week do i need cardio or is there no point and i love this question so um i think it really depends how you weight train if you really body build i'd recommend doing something um you know if you want to hold mass um, or max musculature you could do lists so low intensity steady state you know just do something slow in movement just to get some uh, heart rate work um, but if you do train pretty intense you know you use supersets and things like that you can get your heart rate up and you could probably avoid it um, i think it does not hurt to at least get on there and walk a bit here and there you know try and keep the heart rate down at a reasonable amount i mean I, there's been times where i bulked up i've only weight trained i got a strong as I can I did no cardio and I walked up the stairs and I felt like dying yeah. and to me like I feel like that's no way to live so theoretically you do not need it um, as long as you're training yourself you will get heart rate training you know you will get a lot of the benefits from heavy strength training but I do recommend it even if it's you know three 10 minute sessions it's better than nothing but if all else fails you know just park a little farther take the stairs walk around in life uh, but if you don't have time for it I would prioritize strength training anything to add there no you said it bang on dude that's exactly what I was going to say. Bang! Bang! Okay, we haven't asked for a review in a while, and we haven't got a review in a while. We haven't. No, and it makes I miss me those cry. emails. I think we only have 18. We update our stats every week to see how we're doing. This podcast is growing. We're getting more and more listeners week to week, and we love that. We love that you're listening right now, but we'd love you even more if you left a review. Yeah, we're not getting more reviews. We're getting more listeners. It hurts. Like, you guys are mooching off yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> we we make zero dollars from this. We do yeah. it because we love to put out good content and you know to really have a, a good kind of source for everyone to learn, develop, and grow um, with intelligent, um, science-based information as well as practical information. You know, we've been at this for quite a long time. We've worked with hundreds of ind- hundreds of individuals. So if you feel you're learning from us, please just take the time on iTunes. Just you know, search the podcast and click the reviews. Leave a review you'd be the best if you do that thank you to everyone who has done that and uh we know whoever hasn't will get on that soon yeah so thanks so much for listening we'll see you on thursday for the next upload